Most of my episodes, I'll feature some insane over-the-top calls that a single dispatcher might have something to do with once every blue moon. Truth be told, most of the calls we take are very routine. Someone calling in for a reckless driver on the interstate that is speeding and passing cars on the shoulder. Obviously, someone calling about something like that is concerned with the safety of other drivers on the road. Another caller, right after that, might be calling because sometime in the dark of the night, someone broke into their car, stealing valuables such as a tablet or laptop, maybe a wallet mistakenly left in there. Others will call because they just got notified from their credit card company that there are some odd charges from a different state and that they figure out that someone has got their information and is committing theft by fraud. These are all very routine calls, and any dispatcher will take multiple of these every single day. The crazy ones I play on the show, they absolutely do happen, but not nearly as often as others. What makes the dispatcher, along with police and fire, really stand out at times are the incidents where there's little to nothing on the front end. The ones that might seem routine but jump to an entirely different level when the investigation starts. In this episode, I'll be talking about some stuff that most times turns out to be little or nothing, but can go from zero to a hundred before you know it. You'll really need to buckle up on this one. Welcome back to Music City 911. On June 25th, 2022, at 3.22 a.m., dispatch in Sacramento, California, received a 911 call that was what we call an open line. During that open line, dispatch could hear a woman crying and a dog barking in the background, and then the call disconnected. With nothing further, deputies were sent to the area of where the call was, which was the Alder Grove Apartments located at 3939 Madison Avenue in the North Highlands neighborhood of Sacramento. I don't have the 911 call from this, but as I understand it, there wasn't a lot in the call itself. It was enough to cause concern and prompt dispatch to send both deputies and fire personnel to check to see what was going on. Fire was staged off-site in case a violent crime was taking place. I do have a good bit of body-worn camera audio from this, though. These types of calls, the open-line 911 calls, they happen frequently. Most of the time, it's a phone that's in someone's pocket or purse. You either don't hear anything at all, or you may hear some shuffling around or just normal conversation in the background. Different agencies have different rules on these. Some require dispatch of units regardless of what is heard. Some give discretion to the dispatchers to not send units if it's an obvious mistaken call, such as hearing someone ordering food in a restaurant and no sign of violence or distress is heard. Back to this incident, deputies got on the scene and started walking to the area of the apartment and see lights on and the blinds in the window that look a bit damaged. After initially getting no answer at the door, deputies looked inside the window and they could see a woman pacing back and forth. She eventually answered the door. 
One thing I'll have to note about this is that there are a lot of breaks in the audio. This is where the Sheriff's Department has redacted the names of the people involved. The name of the suspect and any of the victims inside, they've all been removed. So there will be some choppy bits in the audio. Just keep that in mind. Hello. What's going on? in there breaking stuff with my son. I need you guys to get him out. Okay. Yeah. Can you can you just keep an eye? Yeah. Okay. Um so my son's a one year month old, okay? I've been trying to tell him to leave and he won't leave. Okay, does he live here? No. Okay, where is he live? In West Sacramento. Huh? In West Sacramento. Okay, and he's He's supposed to be on visit with my kids. Uh-huh. And he's not leaving. Okay. And he we had a couple drinks together mm-hmm. and he um, went a little far. Mm-hmm. So I asked my daughter to go use the phone upstairs because he broke our phones. Mm-hmm. So we're not allowed to call. So he's in there and if he knows that you guys are out here, he's gonna flip the script and keep my kids in there. And Okay, so I need to like go back in there so he doesn't hurt my kids. Okay, wait, wait a second. Is there any weapons in there or anything like that? No. Okay. Can we go in there and talk with him? Please. Okay. Do you have a restraining order against him or anything? No. With permission now to enter the residence, deputies walk inside with the woman to try and figure out what's going on and how they can handle it. While walking in, deputies notice a red mark on her back. Where is he? Okay. Are they asleep? So they're asleep. My daughter's not. She's in her room. And my son's asleep. I don't and want been... to hurt him. Okay. Is, does the door locked? It's broke. It's broke? You'll see it. Okay. What's his name? Okay. Please, don't let him hurt my son. Obviously, the woman is very distressed and trying to whisper so the suspect in this can't hear what she's saying. Deputies then walked from the living room towards the bedroom where the suspect was. This is a smaller apartment. Most in the complex appear to be two-bedroom apartments with around eight to 900 square feet. While looking down the hallway and using their flashlights, they noticed the door the female said is broken. It is indeed broken, with the top half completely gone and laying on the floor. Moments later, a man shows up behind the half-broken door. He's holding a small boy, a toddler, in one hand, with a large knife to his throat. Broken door. Is it the, with the broken door? Yes. No. Please. He's in there. Hey, let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. Hey, call for another unit. Give it there. Can we get three additional people? Come here. Leave that kid. Okay. Come here. Hey, hey, put the knife down, man. Come here. Listen to me, man. Hey, I just want to talk with you. Let me see the kid. 
Hey, he's a child, man. Let me see the kid. He will do it. Hey, stay inside the room. Stay inside the room. Hey, no, that's not what we want to do, man. No, you want to fucking Hey, look. Hey, guns go away. I just want you to put the knife down, man. Come here. Let me see the kid. Put the kid down. Hey, hey, guns will go away, man. Hey, guns are going to go away, dude. I don't want the kid to get hurt, man. Come here. Listen to me, man. Hey, please, dude. At this point, it's turned from a simple domestic violence to a full-on hostage situation. Backup is requested to the scene, and multiple units start running an emergency response to it. I'm asking you, please. Let me see the kid, man. You fucking did this for... Frank is barricading the back bedroom. Hey, speak with me, man. Hey, look at me, dude. I just want to see you. Nope. I just want to make sure the kid's okay, man. Hey, I need to see you, man. Take a look. Hey, well, I need you to I need you to come over here. One of the deputies inside runs outside of the apartment to where there's an additional outside door. The female that was initially talking with deputies has made it outside, and a teenage female can be seen climbing across a railing to get out of the apartment. From this vantage point, the deputy can see inside through a window. Get out! Get out! Please! Don't do it! Save my baby! My baby. 14 Frank is trying to ramp to the back window. Mom! Get out! Please. Out! Where I is he? Look at my go. Do you have? Okay. Look, it's down. It's down. It's down. Look. Look at. Okay, it's down. Go, don't. Oh, over there. In this right here, right here, right here. That bedroom, brother. Hey, get off! Step on the side right here. Out. You get down now. Back inside the apartment, the suspect holding the toddler can be seen crossing back and forth behind that broken door, all while not complying with the commands from the police. At this point. He looks like he enters another room behind the broken door, possibly a bathroom. Yo, yo, yo! Hey, hey! Stop! Hey, dude, let me talk with you, Let me talk with you. My gun will go away, man. Okay? Get up here! Uh, he's panicked. Get up here! Let, let, please. Okay, look, my gun's going away. Okay, look, my gun's going away. Look, look, listen to me. Okay, look, it's down. It's down. Okay, look, it's down. What's his last name? What's going on, man? Look, hey, I'll put my gun down. Take me off. Take me off. Hey, listen. Look, I'm putting my gun away, dude. Okay. I'm putting my gun away. Okay, look, look, my gun's down. I just don't want that knife next to the child, man. What's going on? What's going on? What started all this? She started punching me. Okay. Is that, does the child? She drank half a bottle of fucking alcohol. Okay, so so check it out, man. Let's put the kid down and let me no, talk to you about this. Kid down because I already know what's going to happen. So go ahead and get there and negotiate. Okay, well, check it out, dude. I just want the kid to be okay. That's it. What's your child's name? What's your child's name? Every bit of this just seems to be escalating minute by minute. What came in as a simple 911 hangup call has now morphed into a hostage negotiation with a likely drunk man holding a toddler at knife point. 
as you can imagine, tensions are very high, and even the most seasoned officer will have adrenaline pumping through their system. What can we do to stop? You tell me. What what can we do to stop this? You tell me. Talk. Hey, hey, put just let's just put the knife down. Right here. No, no, no. Right here. No. Shoot. Hey, that's Please. not what we want to do. Shoot. Shoot me. Put, Shoot me right no, now. Right Shoot me. No. Stop. Please. Shoot me, please. Let me let me just just speak to you with the knife down, okay? I'll put my gun down. Shoot me. I'll put my gun down. No. No, That's not what we're doing. Focus on me. Focus on me. Focus on me, man. Hey. This is not this is not what we want to do. I want to talk with you, man. That's it. Okay, can we put the kid down? Additional units have arrived at the scene now. A few outside to cover the exit so the suspect won't get away. And also inside, one deputy walked in with a less lethal shotgun that would be loaded with beanbag rounds and another with a more lethal option in the form of a patrol rifle. In a situation like this, a rifle could be a necessary item. Typically, they're much more accurate and easier to control. If a shot has to be taken on this guy at any point, they want it to be as accurate as possible. This man is holding a small child at knife point as a shield. You want the chance of hitting the hostage to be as tiny as possible. And doing a shot like that, with a handgun even just at a few feet, would be much more difficult. Of course, officers in a situation like this don't want something like that to happen. The best thing would be for the suspect to put the child and the knife down and give up peacefully. Please. No, that's not your way out. That's not your only way out. Talking with me is your is your is your way out. Talking with me is your. Come here, man. Come here. No, not, that's not what we're doing. Look at you, you. Got a beautiful kid right there, man. I know I got a kid right Okay, he's a beautiful kid. Let let him come out, man. You don't need to be doing this. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about this, dude. Let's work it out. We don't want anyone to get hurt. You hear me? Hey, hey, dude. Okay, well, what are we gonna talk to? You about? What, what, are, what are we talking about? Yeah, I'm gonna fuck with you one more time. No, what, what are we talking about, man? What are we talking about? What was that? He keeps on throwing No, 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 stop, stop. Hey, listen, no, we're not doing that, dude. Get the fucking light off me. Look. Stop. Hey. Come here. No, we're not doing that. I just want to talk with you, dude. Have you had anything to drink tonight? I don't want to talk to him more. What can we do? You can't do nothing. No, there's something that we can do. You tell me. Tell me what we can do. I'm, 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 I'm reasonable, man. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. What can I what can I talk to you about, dude? I want to talk to someone else. Okay, who do you want to talk to? I'll, I'll get someone else over here. How about that? I'll get someone else. Who would you like to talk to? Would you like to talk to another deputy? I want to talk to someone else. Okay, who? Who would you like to talk to? Tell me, man. I'm listening. Okay, your wife. What would you like to tell her? During this last exchange, the suspect is saying a lot of different things. Asking for police to shoot him, shoot him in the head. And he keeps saying he won't talk to anyone except the mother of the kids. And he also said 
fire is his only way out. He also threw a couple items at police. One was a full-size lamp. Just after this, the suspect starts screaming. Nothing has happened to him from the officers. He just starts screaming. What's his name, bro? What's his name? Huh? No. Hey. I'm not. We're not doing that, bro. No. 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 We're not doing that. No. Hey. Let's let's talk about. What do you want to tell your wife? Come here. Hey. It's okay. Come here. Hey. Hey, your child's right there. Listen to me. I need you to stop screaming because you're scaring your child. I need you to. I need you to listen to me. Yes. I need you to listen to me. Okay. You got your child in your hands, and he's down there with you, and you're scaring him. You're, you're scaring him. Hey. Listen to me. You're scaring. Him. You need to be the man. Okay? You need to show him that you're strong. Okay? Let's not scare him. He's your child, dude. He's your child. Okay? Let's not scare him. Okay? Dude, this is something that we can figure out. Yes, we can, dude. We can. Yes, we can, bro. I I'm telling you. Yes. No, we can't. What is it that you want to talk about? I don't want to talk about anything. Okay, let me let me have your child, dude. Let me have the child, man. Hey, bro. Bro, please don't throw anything at me. I I'm just here to talk with you, dude. I haven't done anything to you, nor has that child. Okay. Huh? Okay, well, what are we going to talk to the wife about? Tell me, bro. My wife, sir. Hey. Talk to me. I won't talk to no one else. Okay, well, we'll get your wife in here, but come on, dude. Let me let me see the child, dude. He, you're scaring him, man. He's, a, he's just a little boy. Look at him. Okay, well, what would you want me to do right now? Tell me. Tell me. Help me help you. I'm not lying to you, bro. I'm not lying. Who would you like to talk to? Okay, well, what do you want me to do? Huh? Deputies could hear an aerosol can being sprayed, and then they could hear what sounded like a lighter being struck. They could barely see it, but he lit something on fire, and whatever it was, he threw it on a stack of clothes or towels. Small amounts of smoke can be seen coming from the room through the broken door. After lighting this, the suspect moves from the bedroom area into the attached bathroom, still with a child and knife in hand. Deputies watching from outside the apartment also see this go on. Back inside the apartment, what once was a darkened bedroom only illuminated by the deputy's flashlights now has the glow of a fire that's growing by the second. A light amount of smoke is flowing on the ceiling to the outside. Hey, you, your, your son can't be in there, dude. Yeah. Your son can't be in there. There's smoke in there. And there's smoke in there. Your kid doesn't need to be smelling that. Come on. Yeah. Hey, dude. I need you. I need you to listen to me right now. Okay. 
I need you to listen to me, dude. Hey, I, I need you to listen to me right now. Dude, what's called? Yeah. Listen to me, bro. Your son can't be inhaling that smoke. Oh, Do we want to get close to Okay, okay. Just calm down. Calm down. And calm down. He doesn't. He doesn't need to be. Hey, he doesn't need to be in there. He didn't do anything. Because of the impending danger to the other apartments close by and their residents, deputies started going door to door to have people evacuate. Back inside the apartment, deputies are still trying to get the suspect to come out, all while the fire is growing. Because the fire was continuing to grow, a team was formed outside the apartment and a decision was made to make entry using the sliding glass door as their secondary access point. Too much fucking smoke. Fire still burning. Have fire, fire come in. I got it. I got it. Come in. Where's that fire? It's right. It's still at the bottom. Keep eyes on. Go. Get that extinguisher. Huh? No. As you could hear, the officers who tried to make entry through the sliding glass door weren't able to. Flames were starting to grow, and the smoke was way too much for them to do any sort of advance at this point. Inside the apartment, smoke on the other side coming out of the door and down the hallway has gotten much worse. What started as a small film of smoke, barely noticeable, flowing across the ceiling, has now started to billow out and is rapidly filling the entire apartment. The initial deputies you heard trying to negotiate with the suspect are still inside, but the smoke has got so bad that they're now kneeling to try and stay lower because of the smoke, but still wanting to remain inside. They're now holding towels over their mouths and noses with one hand and their gun still in the other. Where's fire at? Does anybody know? They're calling for it now. Hey! Hey! Grab more extinguishers, grab gas masks. Is he still alive and moving? Yeah, still alive and moving. Had baby and had both of right now. Hey, we need to tap. We need to move. Good. Good. If you want to get tapped, dude, let us know. Good, good. Right 
there's no, there's no, there's a wall right there. He's inside of the bathroom. Yeah, it's, it's way too much smoke. I can't see anything past the second pillar. So if you go in, I can't see you at all. <laughs> Did we evacuate upstairs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If we kick you in. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Kick in this door. Try and get back to the back bedroom. Just fucking bust out. Deputies have now gained access to the next door apartment and are trying to use a battering ram to try to break through the wall. They're not having very much luck at it. Fire's been spreading pretty rapidly. What started as something as small as some clothes on the ground on fire was now completely engulfing that room and had flames shooting out of the back glass door, up the wall, and it spread at the balcony of the upstairs apartment. Even though deputies could still barely see the suspect moving, the exact status of the suspect and the child were unknown. Deputies made the decision to bring up the fire department from the staging area. This is just getting worse and worse. Actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 today. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Once the fire department got on the scene, they were fully advised of the situation and where the suspect and child were last known to be, which was in the bathroom just off the main room that the fire was in. Police were still trying to get into the apartment through that vacant adjacent apartment I mentioned before, and the fire department decided to get a chainsaw to help PD get through the wall. Which apartment is he in? Right here. He's just on the other side of this wall. This is their bathroom. He keeps covering up if we can get that cut down so we can get him out. 
a team to stand by. What? Get a team here to stand by. I need a team in yeah. here to help fire. Did you get the people in the back? <laughs> I'm not sure. I want at least, at least two to three people in here for fire. When they cut a hole, we can go in and deal with it if he starts firing. Okay. Okay, fire's in route with the... Uh, <coughs> you guys stand back here until fire starts working. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Door open, Mitchell. Yeah, they're in there. Watch out. Okay, Sergeant. I'm not going to shoot him if you sold the baby. Does he have a weapon? Yeah, a knife. He has one hostage, a baby. firefighter got through the wall and i do have to say that he did so with potential great danger to himself past any smoke or flames because the last we knew about the suspect was that he still had the knife and was still moving he could have easily started stabbing at anything that was looking through or came through that wall after managing to breach the wall enough smoke was able to flow out to see inside the bathroom the water was running into the bathtub with a foot and an arm sticking out of it the firefighter went inside the room, having to make a path through a ton of debris that looked like the suspect put there to barricade himself inside the bathroom, went over to the bathtub, and found both the suspect and the toddler laying unresponsive, with the suspect laying face down in some water and the child laying next to him. At this point, the baby was grabbed and quickly pulled away from the suspect and taken out of the bathroom. Baby, 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 baby,
While the baby was being carried outside to a waiting ambulance, firefighters inside the bathroom still had to get the suspect out. He was not a small man at all. They estimated him to be around 250 pounds. They had to pull him through the same hole they cut from the adjacent apartment. Neither the baby or the suspect were awake or breathing at this point. After being taken to the ambulance, life-saving measures were immediately performed on the baby. He slowly started to wake up and breathe again. The suspect also started to awaken a bit after he was pulled from the apartment. Even after being saved by both firefighters and police, he became increasingly combative the more he became alert. Both were transported to a local hospital, and both lived. The baby was suffering from smoke inhalation, burns to his skin, and carbon monoxide poisoning. He was kept in the hospital until July 11th, then released. The suspect was later taken into custody with unknown charges since all of his info in this incident, including his name, have been redacted. This was an incredible incident from start to finish. Simply put, the actions of the deputies and firefighters are the reasons the suspect and baby are still alive today. And you really have to think, this is one of many things that can happen from something as normal as a 911 hang-up call. Thank you all for listening today. Without getting too deep into my normal after-episode housekeeping, I'll just say, have a look and click the links in the show notes. For Music City 911, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.